Today, a cross is a religious symbol. Not so in Jesus' day. Crucifixion was a political symbol that essentially said, don't mess with Rome. It was public, gruesome, and got the point across. This passage shows us three people who were forever changed by the cross. Jesus and the cross. We're in Mark chapter 15. I'm just going to read the first five verses, but we'll, we'll cover the uh, 15 of them in this Refresh Monday. And as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. The chief priest accused him of many things. And Pilate asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you? But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Observe with me verse 1. Jesus, the Son of God, refuses to resist, but was bound and led by the religious leaders. Recall that Yahweh led Israel out of bondage into the promised land. Yet now they are leading that very same Yahweh, the Son of God, to his death. But to wash their hands clean of their sinful ambition, they led Jesus to Pilate. Pilate and the cross. <clears throat> Pilate had a choice. Either Jesus, the sinless Son of God, or Barabbas, a murderer. You'd think it would be a no-brainer, but sin always makes us dumb. It defies logic, common sense, and ultimately God himself. What would cause Pilate to make the most significant sin this world has ever seen? Pride. The key word in verses 8 to 15 is crowd. Instead of pleasing Jesus, he rather pleases, pleases the crowd. You see, peer pressure isn't just a problem for teenagers with raging hormones. Its luring temptation affects us all. And yet Christianity runs upstream. The culture says, me first. Jesus says, the last will be first. The crowd says, career first. Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. This was Pilate's problem. He was thinking of his career instead of what he was about to do to the Son of God. Barabbas and the cross. I love this story. Yes, it's not fair. Yes, it's full of sin. But this is a compelling picture of substitution. You see, Barabbas was a perfect candidate for crucifixion. Not only was he bad, a murderer, but equally important, he was marked by insurrection. Crucifying Barabbas needed to happen to set a public lesson, which was this, don't mess with Rome. What Mark records here is breathtaking. God 
uses the crucifixion for a public display of his love. A murderer and traitor set free by the sinless Son of God taking his place. Oh, what love was displayed for all to see that day. Barabbas is our story, isn't it? Every time we sin, we commit cosmic treason towards a holy God. And yet Jesus takes our place, bearing our shame, not in secret, but for in public for all to see. This week, let's join the Apostle Paul in boasting about the cross of Christ. Galatians chapter 6 verse 14 says, But far be it that I boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. <laughs>